This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Brian Donovan, and you're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Leave Hurricane! It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games, come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beat the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We have a loaded show today. I mean, first of all, can I say I didn't realize that we had to set the times back that it's that time of the year. I've been so running around everywhere. I just totally forgot. So I got up earlier than I normally did, but that's okay. I still got at least about seven hours of sleep and I'm all good. I'm all ready for this. But this has been a whirlwind of a month. I, you know, I'll talk about this in our next segment, but there's been so much going on, uh, in a good way. I'm just, I'm blissfully tired. And that's because of everything that I've been doing, dating back to the beginning of October until now. And, um, just been amazing. But today on talk time live, we will be reviewing and talking about Marvel studios, eternals that just came out this Friday. I want to give my thoughts. I want to talk about the cast. I want to talk about some very significant things that has happened in that movie and my overall thoughts. So we'll go to that on our talk topic of the week, but just want to let everybody know, um, I've been going through some renovations in this office for the past few months or so, um, dating back to, I think August at best. So I'm saying that to say that I may not have a select start video game podcast this week because they're I got guys coming in that's going to be putting in a new ceiling for this office. And yeah, it's it's been like that. You know, I mentioned that I had some office, some ceiling troubles before and they patched it up. But, you know, we started to look and it was like, okay, there may be some future situations in which we need to nip it in the bud right now. So in order to do that, we decided that we're going to just tear down the entire ceiling, put a whole layer new one up there, which means this could possibly 
I'm, I'm setting up for this because, you know, if any of you own houses or whatever like that and had, you know, you got, you know, repair guys and contractors coming in, they say it's going to get done within this time. And then some things normally happen. So I'm just preparing for the worst, hoping for the best and saying that the idea is that these guys are going to come in this Wednesday. It's supposed to be it's claimed to be a two day event of them putting up things really quickly and just laying it out. I'm hoping that's the case, but it also means I have to do a lot of moving things out of this office in order for them to do that. It's going to be crazy. Um, hopefully this is a smooth transition. I don't see why this can't be a smooth transition. If the only thing that they're going to be focusing on is this office. So let's just hope, but if it actually gets done in the time that they say it's going to get done, then chances are, I will have a, uh, Friday show for a select start. If not, uh, everything will just get be pushed to the following week and hopefully everything will get done by then. No, no BS this time. And then also hopefully, um, we'll have a Sunday show as well because, uh, what is coming out? Uh, believe something's coming out next week that I will be reviewing. I believe could be, um, between Cowboy Bebop, which I believe that's what it is. Cowboy Bebop, I believe is coming next week and, or the following, I forgot. It's something's coming out next week that I will be checking out. So I will follow up with that um, majorly, but Cowboy, I mean, this is gonna be a crazy month pair. Um, Cowboy Bebop's coming out. We got Hawkeye that's coming out this month as well. Um, you know, um, King James, I believe, which is, I think that's the name of it, which uh, Will Smith, who's playing Serena and Venus uh, Williams' uh, father. And that's going on. So I may actually be reviewing that too. Um, but a lot is coming out. And a lot is already out right now. So we're going to talk about that in the next segment, as well as some other news. So let's not waste any time, folks, because we do have some awesome things to talk about. Let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. start off to talk about like the last thing that i did that i'm completely just spent in a great way and i mentioned this in the in uh, intro of the show i actually got a chance to go see one of the 
dopest artists I've heard in a long time right now. Pro probably not since Frank Ocean, of course, but like Thundercat, man. Like if you guys ever heard that and you just heard a little bit of that uh, from the concert I just went to here in Philadelphia, he was at the Fillmore and dude is so damn dope in so many ways. First of all, the whole night was awesome. Now, I forgot to, uh, who, who the guy was. He was an open act. He was a known dude, too. He does a little bit of, like, he DJs a bit. He does a little bit of reggae. He has a song called Weed Man or something like that. But the thing that fascinated me about him was not only just how awesome he was getting everybody hyped to for, ready for Thundercat, but also the fact that he was rocking an Akoski-like uh, robe from Naruto. And I was like, oh, I'm already set. <laughs> And uh, this was a huge standing room only concert event. It was so awesome. Um, thank goodness it didn't. Nothing bad happened. Like it happened with the you know Travis Scott concert or anything. I this hap this concert happened right before that event. And apparently, it, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody who were affected by that travesty of event. It was just that's just just awful. Like I, I I'm I'm kind of glad that our concert happened first because had that happened before the concert that we went to i think i would have been a little bit on edge wondering what the hell might happen and luckily thank goodness my people in philly we were on point we just enjoyed each other we enjoyed each other's company time stopped as we just enjoyed all of the music and events and everything you know people were getting loaded up and lit up in there but it wasn't like to the extent of anything crazy everybody was chill it was just a very chill environment. You gotta be, cause Thundercat is a very chill type of vibe. His music is a chill type of vibe and it's just fun and enjoyable. But um, it was it was awesome. It was just absolutely awesome. I've enjoyed his new album called It Is What It Is. Um, he just played the night before at Stephen Colbert's show uh, that's you know playing Dragon Ball Do-Rag, which is the song that really drew me into him. I've heard his song, I've heard of him before this and I've heard of him um, I heard his intro to uh, Yasuke, which plays on Netflix. It's the anime about the uh, the Black Samurai, you know, and basically he did the intro for it. So I heard that. And by the way, he did perform that on the show. Uh, you know, he, he actually performed that in, you know, it, which was awesome. I thought it was dope. And not only just he was just representing anime perry because coming to the stage he's rock he i love that he just wore normal gear and i told my wife who was with me i'm like you don't have to be dressy for this one like we were a little bit dressy sort of kind of like you know out styling for um for the martin lawrence lit af tour uh because that's a little little bit upscale slightly a little bit upscale um and other events other concerts that we've been to before this one I knew you can always tell how to dress by who's performing and what they're wearing. Cause like Thundercat only came in with like um a kind of a like I look like a college sweatshirt. And then he was rocking like some sweatpants that were cowboy bebop, you know, themed. So you know, it was so laid back. It was so laid back and just casual and dressed down and chill. And everybody in the crowd was like that too. It was like they just had to sit here to music. They just had to, you know, to rock to the music that he was putting in. And it was that type of vibe. And I told my wife, and she believe she kind of didn't believe me, but I'm like, she saw it. To like people were just dressed like they were going anywhere out of the day. So it was just awesome. But 
we um we got to hear that song the intro opening theme that he made for yasuke it was dope um we also got to hear um songs from the new album as well and he just went down the line exactly in the same order as he did uh as the album which i thought was great so i knew that two of my favorite songs was going to be on there overseas which i now use as my i use as my alarm to wake up in the morning it's just such a beautiful melody um basically him about going in a mile high club with somebody he fell in love with <laughs> and he explained it on the in in the um on the in, in the show the, in the live show and then followed by that dragon ball durag which everybody knew every word of that song you if you watch go into my um instagram at dak xavier uh underscore josiah you'll see video footage of it and you also possibly hear somebody a male you know figure just girling out like crazy it's just like going like it was it was really so awesome to hear those songs live and his rendition of it his live rendition on it because he him and that bass is just crazy what he can do in that bass and you'll see some video footage of that too on there if you're in the acmg facebook group you'll see footage of that as well on air actually longer footage on there if you're in the acmg facebook group but man it was just the guy is incredible um i've really i'm gonna age myself right now when i say this but for those who are listening who watch the old school show from the 70s what's happening there's a particular episode where roger Dwayne, and rerun indy um you know attend a concert in their high school that was being performed by the doobie brothers now why this is significant to thundercat because the doobie brothers had michael mcdonald in there michael mcdonald is somebody that he's actually worked with on one of his albums or doing a song called show me the way or show you the way i should say and thundercat's whole sound is kind of like a modern day rendition of the doobie brother sound and a, a plus an amalgam of other sounds that you hear you know he pretty much g couldn't do his own vibe and using elements of really great classic sounds from the past and along with his talents you know his talents that he's bringing in now but i know now how roger Dwayne and rerun felt and d felt in that arena in that in that auditorium in that episode when they were listening to the doobie brothers just totally rock out and i had that same feeling the only thing i didn't feel like it was just like i didn't feel like rerun did when he dropped the tape recorder trying to tape because they, they did allow people to record you know video footage and you know, stuff like that of his performance and i was very happy that they were able to do that because now i get to share that memory with other people of how really awesome this guy is so that was awesome if you haven't listened to thundercat yet please go out of your way if you want something like thundercat is a dude in the industry he like he should be way higher than he is and he's out there i would i would rate him up with um with with uh with frank ocean i just mentioned him with frank because frank ocean is a modern day genius but the problem is is that this dude has a hard time bringing out albums and when he but when he does the albums are awesome <laughs> when he does um thundercat is in that same level to me he's a guy like that should be pushed more on radio and, and on a scene but he, he, for some reason he's not they got when i hear 
the um, music on the radio. It's just, I'm sorry. A lot of it is just manufactured cookie cutter trash to me. Um, that's both in hip hop and some in R&B. And it's just, there's no, his, his, his sound stands out from the rest. It doesn't sound the same. He doesn't go in the same route. He goes his own direction in his route. I believe I heard once that he actually refused to work with Kanye West, which is an interesting thing. Um, but it's just absolutely, it's absolutely awesome. I really enjoy his sound. It's a, it's a sound we haven't heard in a long time. Like I even put him up, like he's kind of on that. I wouldn't say he's Stevie Wonder, but he's in the means of that layer of that, that tier where you got people who just create beautiful authentic organic music that stands out from the rest that you will you will remember hearing this song you will remember the song from years on end and uh we don't get that much it's like saying with megaran megaran he has a hip-hop style that we haven't heard in ages but it also it stands out in a sense that you remember the words it doesn't sound like everybody else's stuff he totally goes his own road and it's it is also a sound like the, the like megaran constantly makes billboard charts you know um felix Delgado constantly makes billboard charts they are always their albums are always seen in a billboard charts but they're not heavily promoted as much as, or you know on a scene as much as oh and, and megaran is getting out there more and more every year every time um his live 98 album is really killing it right now um but i just feel like they're, they're not being backed like the way that some of these these cornball dudes out there that i feel like don't deserve with thundercat and mega ran does or felix does or you know just, uh you know just like uh nothing none like joshua and all these other cats that i've heard before like there's some really awesome guys out there that are not really being pushed nearly as much like this is why i wish that actual djs were able to use their critical thinking and judgment to say like this is what's hot right now instead of being bought by companies to be able to constantly loop a song that is really trash it's just undeniable trash songs that we're not going to remember 20 years down the line you know and i i really i really fear for some like there's going to be the percentage of songs that are going to be heard down the line is just going to be like it's going to be it's not going to be much I, I i truly believe that not compared to what it was in the in the um 90s or the 80s or even the 70s in the 60s like we there's tons of songs that i can say now from back then like that i can say i can compare to the songs now and they can't even rival shout out to ll cool j who just made it to the hall of fame deservedly so again the, not only just the goat but the guy who created the actual acronym of goat okay so that's all i gotta say like again if you haven't heard thundercat go out of your way find a dude i highly recommend it is what it is which is his latest i also recommend drunk i also recommend uh, his other titles too is just amazing absolutely amazing worth the price of admission the minute i found out and, and truth be told i became a fan of him just recently not too long ago and the minute i heard him i was like i immediately if i find out that this dude is playing in philly i'm there and fate has it had it that i looked it up and i found out that he was playing in no like just recently in november 
for the Fillmore. Like a, this was a couple months ago. And I immediately brought up those tickets. I immediately brought those tickets. I'm like, I am going to see this dude live. That's how awesome. Like I literally, I've not been a fan that damn long, but I immediately gravitated to this dude and I was not playing. I felt that it, it just felt like fate happened. Like I, be, I, I discovered this dude totally. I became a fan of him and just so happens he's playing in Philadelphia in, in, in November. It was made, it was made to happen. So thank you, Thundercat. Awesome show. I look forward to seeing what this dude is going to do next. It's just fantastic. So, all right, let's get into some movie news here. Some trailer news here. We got to see a full trailer of Sony's Marvel's Morbius movie. Uh, John uh, Jarrett Leto has now taken on the role of Michael Morbius. And for those of you who don't know that, that is one of Spider-Man's it's hard to say he's not exactly a he's not exactly a villain he's just a troubled dude <laughs> he's a dude that wanted to you know he he just succumbed to a disease that has turned him into a deadly threat and spider-man has to always try to try to stop this guy so jared leto plays him and you know him for playing a joker and a whole bunch of other things but i think this is a much better fit for him than the joker I I wasn't a big fan of his Joker and 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 uh, the new Snyder uh, vision, if you will, of the world. But also, it well, except when the Snyder cut came out, and I thought that he did pretty well there. But it's just still he can't he can't compare to Heath Ledger or or Jack Nicholson in that stance, or even Mark Hamill to that nature. Um, but here, I think. He has his own niche because we never had a Michael Morbius played a live action Michael Morbius play. So now he has a character that nobody can compare him to. This could be his own thing. And I think this is great for him. Um, so we see the trailer where Michael Morbius is suffering from a disease that should have killed him. And he is trying to find a cure by any means necessary. He goes into this cave where there, uh, he cuts his hand and engulfs himself in a horde of bats which all of a sudden gives him i'm sure there's going to be more to it when we see the movie but this is what you see from the edited clips and everything um but the horde of bats you know engulf him and gives him bat-like abilities uh this new ability now consumes him and morbius fights to control uh the new inhabited powers before he causes havoc we also see tyrese gibson is going to be a part of his cast as well in some form or fashion uh, working with Mar uh, Michael Morbius as he's going through all this stuff, but we don't know to what extent or what, how deeply he, um, Tyrese is going to be involved in this. Um, everything from the trailer and from what I know from the comics when I used to read him, uh, read Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is one of my all-time favorite comics to read, so I'm well aware of his his rogue gallery of villains and everything here, and he kind of it does classify as a villain to some extent too. Um, but everything from the trailer gives me positive vibes compared to what Venom gave me because I am well aware of Venom. I am well aware of, of Morbius as much as I am with Venom. So I know the storyline of Michael Morbius as well as I do um, with Venom here. And I actually had more, I'm, I'm, I'm actually more optimistic about this movie than I ever was with Venom because I knew what Venom was meant to be and they kind of just skimmed 
his whole entire storyline down and rushed it in, in to an insane degree here i feel like they have a chance to really do some accuracy and justice here um it really did feel accurate to the origin of the comics in a sense. I know they're going to take some liberties with it, but the familiarity of this entire um, trailer just gave me some good positive vibes. Like they actually may get this one right. Um, also shown in this trailer, which I believe we've seen from a previous um, sneak peek a while back, was that we saw uh michael keaton reprising his role as adrian tombs from spider-man homecoming which we saw um I, I think it was actually a leak trailer at that it was kind of a leak thing but this was like the full bit but we did see michael keaton um returning and reprising his role as adrian tombs from spider-man homecoming we know him as the vulture which tells us that it is definitely definitely going to be some connection uh we also saw a mural that michael morbius was passing of spider-man where it was defaced with the word murder indicating the events at the end of far from home when when uh mysterio made it seem like he was murdered uh peter parker murdered him instead in making him kind of an outcast so things are things are really developing here and there is we saw at the end of Venom uh, 2 or Venom Let There Be Carnage that the events that happen that are hap that are going to happen with the last um, with the last um, with the next film that's coming at the end of this uh, uh, December is going to affect, you know, everything that's happening in the Sony verse. So there is going to be a merge and it's showing more and more here. Um, Morbius does make a joke uh, at a guy ta uh, he takes down and says that he's Venom <laughs> in here too. So I look like I said, this movie unlike Venom looks like it's in the right direction. Uh, and I'm looking. I actually, I'm actually excited about this. I'm actually looking forward to this. I, I it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen in this next Spider-Man movie, which is set to come out in December. Um, how everything's going to twist around who we're going to see in there uh, I mean we're obviously going to see um, Doc Ock uh, we're going to see um, I think I heard William Defoe maybe in this too so we're looking to see this and, and some other things I'm excited I'm really excited about the Spider-Man movie um, but I was still skeptical about you know the the direction of you know spider-man coming to the sony verse or coming back to the sony verse but this this M morbius movie may actually put me at a little bit of ease and we'll see as time goes by from there but i think this is a good fit for jared leto to finally get his you know his own movie with a character that has not been portrayed by anybody else so i am i'm excited about that um speaking of movies sticking on that got a chance to check out the harder they fall which is the new western on netflix starring an amazing cast this is a it uh i just watched it last night it is a great for me and i know there's some western fans out there i can't speak for anybody else but i'm speaking for me i felt it was a great western with a great all-star cast in here and um really really enjoyed this uh from start to finish i like the the vibe that they were putting it, I never thought I would ever hear 
I've heard hip hop and Western movies with hip hop in it, but I haven't heard reggae. And I thought that was kind of dope. So you get, you know, you get a great vibe mix. The soundtrack, um, you know, consists of Jay-Z and a few other people as well here that's being highlighted in their soundtrack. Um, the movie gave me Harlem Nights vibes for some reason, mostly because it is mostly an all white, uh, black cast that is in here. And, you know, a whole bunch of full of uh, representation here. Fantastic the cast here. Let me see. Jonathan Majors is playing Nat Love, um, who's a kid who uh whose parents were killed by none other than um Idris Alba's character, who is what's the name of his character? Uh Buck. And why I it just kills me. Why did you know I really hate uh IMDB sometimes because they always have they're there they highlight people in here but they don't show everybody on the highlights and like idris, idris alba was the main bad guy in the film okay he played rufus buck and rufus buck apparently killed both um nate love's family when he was a kid and then furthermore rufus put a crucifix on his head and basically because and i knew this was going to happen he did that so when he gets older he would know exactly who he is and you know who's coming for him and i figured that's what it was it was very smartly done we also had um rc siler who played the blue um ranger on power rangers and he was really the biggest standout of the film he played uh jim beckworth in here who was like the the quote-unquote you know fastest gunslinger just always the fastest gunslinger in these movies in here so he played that role the a lot of these roles are kind of typical if you've seen any wrestling this is like the typical you know i don't know what a spaghetti western really is to be honest because i don't get into that genre as much but this is the typical type of western type of situation you always got a fast gunslinger and then you also have eddie um Kathegi, if i'm saying that right who uh played darwin on first class he plays bill pickett here's the thing these two kind of have a thing where they get in movies and tv shows and they get killed so when i saw that rc uh siler was in here and i saw that uh eddie was in here i automatically knew that these guys were somehow some way sooner or later within there was going was not going to last in here and spoiler alert it's exactly what happened um rj got it wrong i mean for the for the most part they both did awesome up to the point of their deaths they were really great at their performances and their characters when they up to their death but like man they got they got nailed lakeith stanfield played cherokee bill in here man and he was lakeith stanfield is just freaking awesome and speaking of which he is the voice of yasuke on the netflix um anime and, and uh that i was talking about that um thundercat does the intro for so he was fantastic in here i love lakeith stanfield and everything he plays in he's just the dude is just he's raw he is just awesome then of course we got regina bell i mean regina king i should say playing trudy smith badass just absolutely badass and a great absolutely great rival to zazzy beats who played mary fields and her, you know who's like kind of the love interest of uh jonathan majors uh nate love just so awesome what i was 
you know what I was really pissed off about? Was that DeWanda Weiss was in this movie. And for those who know her, she was she played on um uh what is the show? The uh Spike Lee show on air. Um she's gotta have it. I thought she was awesome in that show. She is absolutely undeniably stunning as hell. <laughs> her eyes alone is just incredible. Like you talk to her, I mean if you had a conversation with this woman, you could not look at her I, I feel like i couldn't look at her for like only but a few minutes because i would be mesmerized by her she's just stunning and then she i mean just her articulation and things is she just very sharp uh just all around it's just phenomenal she played um you know she played nate's mom and she got killed at the very beginning i was so bad i was like damn it <laughs> i was just so bad and um they killed the father too and i forgot the name uh the father in here um what is the father's name because they don't have him up here on this on the highlights of this either but he, he played in a lot of different movies too um and tv shows but great surprise here was damon wayans jr i was i was so hyped to see him i'm a big fan of damon wayans jr just like i am his father um both first of all Damon Wayans Jr. looks exactly like his father, sounds like his father, acts like his father. So it was so awesome to see him here too. Um, uh, Danielle Deadweiler as Coffee was, I was so rooting for this child. Uh, and I thought that was Erica Alexander at first. I truly thought it was at first because she sounded, uh, kind of looked like her. But um, she played really well in here and I loved with her, with, uh, with her, everything that turned out for her in the movie came to be so you had hair and you also had dean cole comedian dean cole in here and this was just perfect for him i thought he did a great job in here as well he played the mayor of the of the town um that buck uh that rufus buck took over and such like that and jesus christ rufus buck beat the living crap out of him like beat him so pistol whipped him so bad his his gold teeth came out of his mouth so he came back for revenge and such like that so it and goddamn he his his death scene was just that was that was mortal combat level <laughs> okay but um idris alba as rufus uh as uh rufus buck was just awesome uh idris alba does no wrong he he was the perfect main antagonist along with regina king those two together was just awesome what i really and again spoiler alert for those who didn't watch yet but there was a big twist at the end oh they 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 hit us with the jedi twist here and uh basically apparently rufus buck is the brother of nate love and i thought this was just incredible because i didn't see this coming at all and it made all the sense in the world because his father who was now a pastor and a preacher changed his whole life around but before he did that he was very abusive to uh rufus and his parents and this was him getting revenge on them so the twist was just awesome i didn't see that coming at all and on top of that the other twist is that i thought that uh Zazie, that maria phil zazzy beats character really did away with um trudy smith regina king uh -uh. apparently that did not happen 
and they, you didn't really see her die, but you just saw a huge bloody mess after she got, she swung the rifle right in her face. Trudy's still alive, which means there's definitely possibility of a follow-up movie to this. And this is going to be very interesting. If they do a harder, they fall too. And it looks like she could be the main bad guy of this. I think between Zazie Beats or uh, Jonathan Major's character is not seeing the light of day here. She is going to be out for blood. She killed the, uh, they killed Rufus, who she really admired and probably loved in, uh, dearly. And then she got her, uh, her mouth taken <laughs> by, by Mary. So, um, I can see them doing a store, a, a little bit of a storyline where like she sneaks up and kills rather Mary or she kills Jonathan. And then it just be like the main cat, the main people will be the, um, the women trying to do, cause their, their rivalry was like deep and Mary Fields definitely had a really strong role in here almost like a leading role in this case like she could take over the whole entire front and she could i could see her getting revenge so we'll see this is this movie was just if at all best it was a lot of fun it i it was like i can compare it to it was harlem might harlem knights meets young guns that's what it, it young guns is like the other really cool uh western that i ever liked young guns one and two was just dope to me so this had that vibe and the characters are really well fleshed out uh i thought they stood out you know you remember each and every one of them every one of them got their time to breathe and, and to develop so i i enjoyed it i enjoyed all of it i'm looking forward to seeing um what they're going to do next with that so it's on netflix right now go out of your way and check it out there so um another big trailer came out this week and that was the uh the book of Bubba Fett. And this is going to be interesting. Actors um, Tamaru uh, Morrison and Ming Na Wen return as Bubba Fett and uh, Fennec uh, Shand. And the show takes place right after the events of The Mandalorian, of course, uh, which is also taking place after the return of the Jedi. So Bubba is out to take over the helm, once ruled by Jabba the Hutt. And uh, we're going to see how far he gets towards doing that so he's going to be the new supposedly going to be the new boss i'm looking forward to this this looks awesome the mandalorian was fantastic and um we should be seeing that on december 29th so i'm looking forward to that then last bit of news that i want to talk about or last thing i want to talk about is dragon ball xenoverse and i'm only doing this because i know that i will not be able to um I, there's a possibility i may not uh, talk about this on the next select start video game podcast just want to put it out there the new uh dlc expansion is out there as well as um hyrule warriors um dlc the expansion is out too and that is a pretty fun one as well there are a lot of new scenes a lot of new um you know things that you're going to be able to do on there as well but i want to point out to dragon ball xenoverse and give them kudos to them because they had a, it, this was a very well done expansion with a new fun uh story to play because the last few updates i felt like they were more catered to the more hardcore players and there were some free updates that was just like okay it's free but you got to grind your ass off in order to play it 
And I'm like, no, this, this is not fun at all. <laughs> so there's a lot of people. There's quite a few people on uh, social media. There was the hardcores that were digging it, but the casuals that were online frustrated like myself because we don't play this game all the time. And they kind of they kind of cheapen the experience by making it really kind of challenging. And you couldn't change the difficulty level at all. And it's like if you haven't played this game and you don't have the certain type of uh, souls that you that you need to get through you're not going to get through this so i like screw free give me something that i can enjoy and have fun i'll pay for it and that's exactly what they did so they have this new expansion with a new story in here that they added and they said they claimed that another one is coming to 2022 so this is like a continuation uh story that's happening from the last story expansion that they did where it involves the character few that you know debuted it on this game uh, who's kind of really trunks his, you know, he's, he's trunks his freezer character. You know, he's the character that keeps reoccur uh, reoccurring back to the time patrol and the, uh, and keeps manipulating timelines and messing up their whole entire situation. So few, once again, is messing up timelines, but within the realm of Dragon Ball Super, uh, this time for you manipulates the timelines that involves the tournament of power and the events that happen afterwards and dragon ball super brawly which is awesome and i really enjoyed this it's a lot of fun it's a, it's a short expansion but it's a very enjoyable expansion so like you put that together with everything that they already have so if you like say if you have the for those of you who have not played this game yet and are fans of dragon ball but have never played this this is probably the perfect time for you to get this game because one you could get it for way cheap than it ever was when it first came out this thing came out i think in 2017 um during a time when the switch first came out so it's first of all it's long overdue for another sequel but they're still you know putting out content for it um but i'm happy to say that i really enjoyed this one i really enjoyed it It was very because if i was already leveled up i can just easily enjoy the story as it goes on and you can replay the story anytime you want um we see a lot of familiar characters and scenes that mimic the anime as well in here it's just really cool so you got not only do you have the events the storyline for on a switch version the storyline for dragon ball super i mean dragon ball xenoverse 2 you got also got the storyline of dragon ball xenoverse 1 which they added onto the switch version and then on top of that there's two other expansion stories that are you know separate from the actual core story of xenoverse 2 which is involving a whole new different character so there's a lot of replay value to this game even still uh, and a lot of and a hell of a lot of things for you to do now i mean they did add a lot of microtransactions in there and, and dlc stuff in there which i'm not a big fan of but you can you do have the option they don't force you to go in that route and you do have the option to just totally enjoy the game for what it is and go there so i don't the good part is i don't have i don't come in there feel like i'm being forced to buy anything in order to ex enjoy the experience in there you don't have to there's so many ways you can play this game you also have the uh coliseum card battle game in there as well which i don't play because i have dragon ball hero um super dragon ball uh heroes world um world missions in here which is a way better card battle game than what they provide there in so many ways so but overall i mean if you want to get this uh if you haven't gotten all the DLC characters, they have a bundle pack for that. But if you want to get this, just the expansion, $7.99 on Nintendo Switch right now. So go out of your way and check it out. It's 
it is well worth it. So that is it for what's new in the world of ACMG, folks. We're going to take a break, come back, and we are going to review the latest Marvel uh, addition to Phase 4, and that is Marvel, Marvel Studios Eternals. And we got a lot to talk about because the cosmic realm, the cosmic era, I should say, is here. And we'll talk about that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTomLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTomLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! This is Tom Gibbous, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. Do it. And now, it's time for our Talk Topic of the Week. Ready? Wait! Folks, we are back with our Talk Topic of the Week, and it is my review of Marvel Studios Eternals, the latest addition to Phase 4, and we are entering Cosmic Region here um, more than any time before. We've seen hints of it and traits of it on different you know sh uh, movies such as guardians of the galaxy especially we've seen uh seen a bit from you know captain marvel but and even of course um the infinity war in endgame but now we are going this is the pot boiling and we're putting our hands deep into it is this is what is getting really hot here this is based on a part of the tier of marvel that i don't really get too invested in because when you get to the cosmic region of the marvel comic universe it gets pretty complex and sometimes too deep and i'm like for me personally i, I prefer the the you know the mid-level tier which is the more popular tier for everybody is it's the avengers is you know spider-man um it's the hawk you know stuff like that and then you got the street level you know uh tier two which is like the defenders and stuff which is like you know daredevil luke cage jessica jones iron fist along with that you also have the supernatural i guess marvel knights if you will moon knight and blade and all that stuff too so there's different you know sections and regions within marvel universe but the cosmic region is actually the deepest region and the most actually probably the most important region mostly be due to the fact that there are celestials involved and which are like practically gods who create all life in the marvel cinematic universe not to be believed in real life <laughs> for those who are watching or i mean for those who are watching the movies and listening and reading and all this stuff so this takes us into a realm that i believe is going to be the the forefront because we're going to this and then we're also going to you know if you watch loki we got uh kang the uh, conqueror here as well so the timeline thing is going on um it's going to be deep because we still haven't even got to the high evolutionary and all this stuff either but 
the story for this, which kind of does, you know, match that of the original comic books, too. So they did a really good job with this. The Eternals takes fans deeper into the cosmic region of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because here we have a race of immortals created by Celestials to fight against these treacherous aliens known as Deviants. So the Eternals would not only defeat Deviants from invading Earth and other planets as well, but would also contribute to uh, the evolution of our planet as well in a lot of ways. Uh, one of which is responsible for us, for, for you know, imp imprinting ideas into our head that allows us to create certain some of the things that we now see today which is pretty interesting very interesting as we watch the movie going along uh, and we'll talk about that in a bit but we soon learn that the celestials have a bigger agenda for the uh for the eternals that could change their lives and their destiny as well so let's talk about this cast here uh so let's go to the cast and i want to start off with selma hayek who played ajak which by the way much like um you know much like the uh characters from some of the characters from the harder they fall i was really disappointed but not too disappointed at this because spoiler alert for anybody here this this if you haven't watched it i highly recommend turning it off right now until you watch this movie uh, because yeah i'm going to be talking about some things that is happening in the movie that you may not have seen yet but if you feel like you want to check it out you know hear it all right here it is selma hayek actually gets killed in the process of this however she does they do a lot of flashbacks so she does get a lot of airtime and in and, and, uh you know in, in time to develop her character throughout the movie but she does die and i was a little pissed off because i never talk about this in terms of hollywood crushes selma hayek is mine i don't care what era a selma hayek it is selma hayek is a goddess to me um not only because she's just dropped it beautiful but also she's just awesome <laughs> i mean like it's not just the fact that she's she, she's graceful she's beautiful she's talented she's also somewhat of a charitable person a humanitarian um you mean i mean like she goes to third world countries and she i i i don't know if you guys remember that like she went to a third world country and actually breastfed an african baby shout out to that kid who's probably i think god knows he's way older now and i hope he realizes how fortunate he is right now but i digress um she goes out and does a lot of charitable things and some things that doesn't even get talked about and she's just she's just a she just comes off as a very wonderful person and i compare her like honestly to me like i kylie jenner and her has some similar features to me like they kind of have this same look um in a sense but the thing is is like selma hayek to me if i had to choose i'd be selma hayek only because of her how she you know conducts herself outside of the camera off the went off camera and all the stuff she's just awesome and it's funny that i mentioned kylie jenner too because we talk about people who need to be inspired by i was watching bill maher real time with bill maher recently and he compared kylie jenner to that of uh greta uh thunberg who's like the um 
the young girl who's fighting for you know you know um climate control and stuff like that and he was talking about how much of an inspiration she is and how much that she needs to be that she's considered the conscience of um the world or or the country but she's not the one that people are following she has 13 million followers on instagram but when compared to kylie jenner who has what tmz considers an astonishing 279 million followers it's crazy because kylie jenner is stunning as she is what is she i mean she is she's a fashion follow, you know mogul she is you know she's a business person is awesome and people definitely flock to that but outside of that she's not really doing anything that i would consider to be influencing or inspirational to that extent it's just, just that she's a gorgeous woman you know doing gorgeous things in life but you got greta thornbird you got you know um you got selma hayek who just you know they they both should be credited for things that they do outside of it but people don't focus on that it is we're such a superficial world but i digress she plays ajax in here and she uh she she you could tell she's pretty much the leader of the bunch she's um helping to get rid of the deviants and everything but along the way she gets killed by a deviant and that doesn't get revealed till later on in this whole entire thing so um this gets things get really deep in this in this uh in this uh pick because she's you know being told by ashram that eventually they are going to have to uh destroy the you know earth to preserve a new planet and all that stuff so the celestials whole entire thing is like you create these inhabited planets but you eventually have to destroy the planet to create a new celestial that's being planted in now if you guys remember this is something that happened uh on guardians of the galaxy volume 2 ego did the exact same thing in trying to create a sun that will be able to help him do exactly kind of what the celestials are doing in a sense um and that was peter quill but they stopped that and also we also learned from this that the eternals aren't really real beings in a sense but they're kind of manufactured gods that they they become they create themselves and they're actually recorders too not only do they come to a planet and inhabit a planet they also ended up you know planting the seeds for the celestial to be born once that is accomplished then they wind up actually going into back into the stasis mode or whatever like that and then they record all of the information from the celestials record all the information from them you know to take you know and to learn from other you know future situations so it was very interesting to see that you know find out in the movie that these guys aren't exactly real in a sense they're they're real to in a fault but other than that they can you know they're they're just there are a whole bunch of eternals out there there are many many eternals out there um we also have richard madden who plays icarus richard madden from of course you know one of the starks from game of thrones we get two starks in this movie so a lot of game of thrones fans are extremely happy with this but icarus who kind of it does play in the realm of the famous myth uh, mythology of icarus and come to find out 
that it was Young Sprite played by Leah McHugh that was the one that started that entire myth, uh, that legend and mythology of him. And uh, it was very interesting because we thought, lo and behold, I didn't see him coming to be the bad guy, this whole entire thing. And I like the fact, I did like that they twisted around to make it seem like it was uh, Barry uh, Kuang, I believe is how you pronounce it. He plays Drek. And he came off like he was going to be the, the, you know, typical villain. Turns out that wasn't even the case. And he has the ability to take over minds. And he didn't like the way, you know, the world, they had to sit back and allow the world to do what they, you know, need to do and go to war and all that stuff. He felt that there was a better way to make people, you know, to make a more peaceful world their way. And they have the means to do it, but they couldn't interfere. So he felt like he was going to be kind of like a magneto like villain in here and it turns out that he he wasn't at all so that was interesting it was end up like icarus becoming that dude because he knew what um ajax was up to or he was informed by atreus the celestial um that that's what that was going to happen and or ashram i should say that um he was they were going to destroy the planet but somehow felt like there was another way to do it and Icarus wind up getting her killed by the Deviants in hindsight and didn't tell anybody. We also have Gemma uh, Chan, who also who actually this is her second appearance as a character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because he, she played the Kree, one of the Kree warriors in uh, Captain Marvel. And one of my favorite looking uh, my, my favorite Krees in, in Captain Marvel that she played, she was Min Erva. And what was so awesome about her was that she, I, I kept saying that she looked like an actual Jim Lee drawing come to life in there. She was, she was so stunning in there and she was just as stunning in here too. So she plays Cersei who ends up becoming the leader of the Eternals after Ajax was killed and the little orb uh, was passed on to her. So now she, you know, um, ends up speaking to Ashram whenever possible. And here she has the ability to I guess I guess you could say to turn anything in, into matter, some type of matter of any kind, uh, whether it be elemental at best. Um, so that was a really interesting power. She ended up, you know, all of them lived for thousands of years and she ends up becoming a teacher who is also dating uh, Dane Whitman, who is played by also Stark himself uh kit ha uh, harrington from game of thrones and i'm wondering because i don't follow certain characters in the marvel cinematic universe i'm like okay they got somebody as big as kit harrington in this movie and it doesn't seem like he's a big focus and lo and behold that was not the case so they are dating he's also filling in for her as a teacher from time to time noticeably in this movie that dane whitman's character like the Dane Whitman character is unfazed by anything that is happening in front of him. And basically the deal is she, there's a scene in here where she, um, you know, it gives him a surprise birthday party and then follows up with the fact that she, her present to him is a ring that she was looking, that he was looking for, for a long time. That's a part of his family's heritage and it has a, you know, it has a, um, an emblem on there. That's a crest. Is it like his family crest on there? So that kind of should have gave me hints right there that he's more than what it, it should have been. And I didn't, it didn't 
lean on to me until at the very end. Um, but also noticeably, he was trying to say he was trying to get her to admit, you know, wh whether she was a superhero or whatever like that, because he's, you know, he said that she's constantly moving away you know from places she's always gone at certain times she's always reappearing and disappearing and she asked him like do you have any powers like dr strange and all this like he was very nonchalant about it and then when he finally found out about it he was unfazed like normally people who are not superheroes are you know usually freaked out by the the you know sight of a monster or a super villain or something coming in he was unfazed and in fact he was trying to help people into safety so we don't see him for a while, but he has a relationship with Cersei as well as Icarus. But Icarus left Cersei like eons ago to do whatever it is that he needed to do. And apparently they they had a deep, deep relationship. They also had a really interesting uh, sex scene in here, which I found funny. And I mentioned that because it was a very subtle sex scene, by the way. And it's not something that you see in Marvel comic in Marvel uh, Studios movies. But they actually had one. It was extremely subtle. Like there was gyration, but not to that level. But I, I mentioned this real quick because IGN makes an entire article about the whole situation um, of the director Zoe, uh, uh, Chloe Zoe, I should say, um, talking about needing only 25 minutes to film the MCU's first sex scene. Now, here's the problem. Anybody who's really invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in its totality knows damn well that that is not the first sex scene in the MCU, whether it be movie or TV show. In fact, if you really want to go there, like in terms of intimate uh, sex scenes, Jessica Jones gets that, gets that nod. Netflix came out with the defender series which is in fact absolutely connected to the marvel cinematic universe and tied into all that they had not only did they have intimate sex scenes but they were intense almost damn near insecure level sex scenes like damn near game of thrones level like her and in luke cage broke their bed in there so I don't know where they got the idea. This, this Benjamin Watts was interviewing uh, the director on air, apparently, and I don't know to what extent they came up with the idea of this being the first ever sex scene, but it is absolutely not. That is not the case. There's been sex scenes in many of the different, um, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe shows. Okay, so I, that was just I dude needed to, he need to fact he needs a backtrack on his on his deal with that but nonetheless so they were those two are in love and you know but they fall out of love fell out of love a while back so she has the situation where icarus is still around he still claims to love her but dane is still around as well and there's a little bit of animosity between the two but he's okay he's just letting it ride you also have um sprite who is kind of in love with icarus as well in here uh so you have that then and it, it kind of shows icarus a sprite sprite situation is that like she's an eternal but she's a kid who will never grow up so that has been a situation for her for quite some time and it's, it discouraged her but she also has a thing for icarus too and she would follow icarus 
to whatever because she has this like eternal crush on him in that sense but she also is like going through a lot of pain because she you know the idea that she's never going to experience with you know all the other internals experience because they're all adults and living in an adult world and she wants to be human and i'm like no you don't you're gonna regret that <laughs> you're gonna regret that entirely um and i'm saying it because i was this kid's age and i am an adult now i don't know i think i would i now granted yeah I, if i'm gonna be you know immortal i guess yeah being a kid sucks it, it really does sucks to that extent so i would rather be an older immortal at that to that extent but i don't know why she was made into a kid i don't know that's just it sucks to be her in this case um you also had brian Terry henry who played uh festos this dude is awesome uh can i say because he's not only just played and his range of acting is so cool i first saw him on um atlanta you know uh donald glover uh series he is just his range of acting is so awesome atlanta he plays like kind of a hardcore dude from the south his accent is gone you didn't even know he has an accent and then all of a sudden he pops up he plays uh jefferson davis on enter the spider-verse and then all other places he's like he's using his uh his english accent and i was totally amazed by the range of acting this dude does but what i even love more about his role as fastos is that he's the reason why technology is happening in the on earth like he's imprinting a lot of ideas into people's hit he unfortunately imprinted the a-bomb for people and that turned out very ugly and he regretted it now i don't know if people realize this but when his powers go start to manifest and he's creating all these ideas he's doing them in the same way that tony stark does with um with jarvis and friday he the whole technology and everything so it almost makes it seem like fastos is the reason why tony stark and anthony stark and everybody is the way they are i also thought about this too and i don't know how long they could stretch this vibranium did he create vibranium they said vibranium came from somewhere is he the reason why wakanda is the most powerful country of all time of, of in, in in the world the most powerful and technologically advanced society on earth he could be the reason for this i i i it, you know when i found out that he's the reason why like there he was ready to create inventions and and pass on inventions to people and imprint them in their heads to people that were far way out in advance and they they need they told him that he need to you know truck it back a bit <laughs> so but it's very interesting his character also notably that um he has a son with his husband which apparently upset certain countries <laughs> because they had an intimate you know scene in there and in the u.s we're now you know transitioning into the you know no big deal situation uh, mindset whereas saudi arabia and other places they banned it they banned the movie because of this scene oh well <laughs> okay so that's a situation there but you know it is what it is but nonetheless he was an awesome character in here i also question is the son 
Jack that they are taken care of. Uh, are, was this son created artificially or did they adopt this kid? Because, you know, if an eternal is having a bearing a kid, that can play into things. So that's a, that's something that's being questioned too. Um, we also, and I can't forget. I mean, we got Dreg, who I'm talked about. We got um, Makari, who played by Lauren Ridloff, who is the, to my knowledge, uh, the first uh, deaf superhero that we ever got to see ever. And I thought she was awesome here as well. This is one of those situations where nonverbal communication and 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 facial expressions play really well. I mean we did get to see subtitles and everything but her personality really soared through despite the fact we never heard her talk at all um she was awesome she is stunning also and she is just absolutely awesome she played um makari who has enormous speed <laughs> she is she is a tremendous amount of speed and has a little bit of a relationship with druek as well we find out later so this is how we figure out that like those two are an item and also he's not really the bad guy we found out you know uh icarus is in this case um we also have ma dong so who plays uh gilderma uh, gilgamesh um he also goes by the name of don lee as well but um don lee basically plays gilgamesh and people are stupid but i knew that when we saw this guy that there were going to be some comparisons to him and wong not the case but just like Wong, this dude is, he was a lot of fun. He was very charismatic. Uh, I love this character. I want to, I want to eat. I want whatever he cooks. Cause he was just, this dude can cook his ass off, but he has tremendous strength as well. And he also more than anything, wanted to protect Thena, who's played by none other than Angelina Jolie, who was a very interesting character here, who her character was, you know, because of the situations her mind she was athena actually it's not athena but it's thena uh her her mind went kind of blitz in a sense because of the idea that everything that was happening the the i forgot what they said they said that the uh i think that the timelines of her being erased back and forth were just glitching in her so she was suffering from some different things and she was it's like she had a bugger glitch in the system pretty much again these are manufactured gods so like any system things can go wrong and they didn't they were gonna I, ajax was gonna erase her but you know um gilgamesh you know swore down and he was gonna protect her whenever stuff like this happened so he settled on doing that and you know lo and behold we find out that this situation was more or less that it was Aramesh, you know, doing and then the Celestials, you know, doing her thing that led to her, you know, glitching off like that. So, but she, I always forget how really stunning Angelina Jolie is. Like she's just Angelina Jolie at this point, but playing Athena really played into, you know, the whole idea, very strong willed warrior, stunning, beautiful as all hell. Um, but she played really well in here and I liked it. There were some really funny parts in here, especially with her, with Jack, when Jack was trying to figure out what was her power and all this stuff. And she used her power to get the orange to give to him. 
<laughs> and there, so that was in and, and Festos was just like, no, you will not be babysitting him anytime soon. <laughs> and then last but not least, Kengo. Kengo played by uh Kamal uh Nanjini. Uh he was he was the comedy of this dude of the bunch. The fact that he lived eons and became Hollywood's most premier actor in a sense that seeing all of his family's predecessors before him played you know or actors in the past and it's just a long lineage of actors when it was all actually him and then he also follows up and has his um assistant in slash director uh karen played by harish pat uh patel which i thought he was awesome as well he was fantastic uh playing the cameraman and the guy who was documenting everything and just they, they were a lot of they were a lot of fun a lot of laughs and he also felt like he felt like the um the heartwarming disney mascot character in a sense where you know you all the heartwarming moments was led by him in a sense and i it, what i loved about this movie entirely was just so much diversity and it's probably i don't know this could come off to me if it feels like the most diverse casting i've seen in the marvel universe and overall i really enjoyed every bit of this this was just a you know as far as the cast and, and characters go the casting was great um the character developments were also great in here and the fact that you didn't know who was going to what was going to happen to all these guys it just felt like not everybody's going to last in here and in fact that it, it kind of didn't end up that way you know icarus is no longer he literally went and flew to the sun too close uh flew too close to the sun and you know boom right there um we see uh what was that who else is out of there um sprite becomes human they you know cersei gives her the ability to become human again which they just i i was like okay who's she living with what's gonna happen you know she's got to go to school she's got to answer to people and stuff like how is this gonna work so i don't know that's a, that's an open-ended type of situation um but the the the, uh, the diversity of this cast is just great and all of them were even from the small to the bigger um actors in here were just well done but uh the the ideas that are coming in is just really great but we got to talk about these end credit scenes because the end credit scenes really told a tale of what's going to happen at the end when the eternals decided to stop the celestial from being born and destroying earth uh Arisham, um was not happy with this and, in this and ends up taking i believe he kidnapped um her, um cersei basically and i thought that he took somebody else as well but he took cersei and pretty much uh helped her captive so while they also the idea was for them to uh find other eternals in the in the uh universe to help them make changes to the way that they do things because i mean this is what this basically is and this is kind of interesting this storyline here kind of mimics a little bit of silver surfer and galactus in a sense i kind of got that vibe because that's the same thing that happened with silver surfer and galactus you had uh silver norn rad who became you know the silver surfer because he wanted to make sure that his planet wasn't going to get devoured by galactus but eventually he does turn on galactus and doesn't agree with everything that he's doing especially when it came to him coming to earth so i you know i'm very interested in seeing how they don't they're going to do that but 
this kind of fell on that same thing too. So, um, Aramith, uh, Arisham, Arisham, I should say, actually, you know, wasn't happy at all as you would expect. And now this leads to the other Eternals figuring out how to save her. When all of a sudden we get the appearance of Pip the troll from the Affinity Gauntlet um, played by Pat Oswalt. So again, Pat Oswalt is coming back to repri uh, to play a new role. If you guys remember, he played um, on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as one of the twins, I guess, because he he was like different versions of himself in, in the S.H.I.E.L.D. But um, Pat Oswalt is playing a bigger role. Absolutely a bigger role. Pip the troll. The, the appearance of Pip the troll is a big deal. It is a major, major deal. And I knew people in the theater when I was in there were trying, you know, didn't know why I was getting excited because I knew what this meant. Um, but also on top of that, the cherry on top is, and we kind of heard about this, this was already leaked that he was going to be part of us, but not to, to, we didn't know to what extent. Pip introduces Star Fox, played by none other than Harry Styles. And I actually thought this was a perfect casting because if anybody i eat again i don't read too much of the cosmic region books but i know enough of the characters that are involved in it and star fox is one of the most popular characters in the cosmic reason a region he is also and i'm very happy they did this he is recognized as thanos brother which he actually is in the comics um it's a long story to that and why they don't look like or whatever but it is what it is um so they are introducing Star Fox, which is a major deal in the cosmic region. This also asks a lot of questions here. You know, two things that I took out of this. So they're going to help them uh, free Cersei and whatever remaining Eternals that are there. So it looks like we are getting a sequel to uh, Eternals coming. But I feel like this is planting the seeds for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 because we all know that Adam Warlock is coming. Adam Warlock, Pip the Troll, works together in the comics. They were once, you know, it was Pip the Troll who really basically helped Adam Warlock get out. And, and, and here's the other thing too. This is gonna be interesting because we're talking about the Infinity Gauntlet here. For those who never read the comic, the events of Infinity War and Endgame are a bit of a contrast to the events that actually happened in the actual comic book Infinity Gauntlet. Star Fox, for instance, was in the Infinity Gauntlet. He was not an Infinity War in game. There was a more there was in the books. They were more focused on cosmic, you know, on the cosmic region in there. Not too much, but enough to involve Star Fox and a few others. And their Lady Death was also a part of it as well. Um, Star Fox was part of it and Thanos the one thing that the one memorable thing that uh Thanos did to Star Fox's brother Eros also his his name is uh, can be known as um he took his mouth he 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 rid himself of his mouth he took his entire mouth away so the entire time he's unable to have any snitty remarks or snide remarks or anything to his brother or whatever like that he took his entire mouth away he can only like that would freak me out <laughs> okay um this dude can't eat he can't do luckily he's an eternal so i don't think he needs to eat or whatever like that but 
it, it just it's very interesting but also um you know pip the troll being here this means adam warlock is a definite so it's one of those things that they that's not being mentioned but the association with pip the troll i would expect to see some connection to that down the line at least there should be there's no guarantee but the fact I, I was not expecting to see Pip the Troll at all involved in this um, in this universe, but lo and behold, they're not playing around. They're giving us everything, including the second scene, because we see Dan uh, in his home, uh, Dane, I should say, in his home, um, Dane Whitman, who we, by the way, at the end of the movie, is that before the uh, end credit scenes. We see um, Dane and Cersei talk one more time, and she says that you know he's going to have to go. This is right before um, Aram uh, Arisham ended up taking her away, and he was there to see her being taken away by the Celestial, um, which is now getting him motivated to take matters into his own hands. But before that, he was about to reveal to her of his secret because she he discovered hers. And he was going to share the same sentiment and this is the part where you knew like okay he's more than what we than what we expect and if you don't read the comics you wouldn't know that dane whitman is in fact black knight and uh in the comics so the black knight is coming i did not know that they were even focusing on this character in the movies so this is happening he's a this is why um they haven't really focused on him and why also he um he basically was unfazed by anything that was going on because this dude is a superhero on his damn own damn right but we see dane in his home opening the opening a box that contains a sword that appears to be the ebony blade which is calling of forth to him the sword seems to have a power resonating from it and reacting to dane as his hand reaches closer to it it was just centimeters away where we hear a familiar voice from him touching it i should say where we hear a familiar voice that says you sure you want to do that and according to reports and i i was like this voice sounds familiar who the hell is this according to a lot of reports the voice is none other than mahersala ali aka blade and now business is just about to pick up <laughs> this is what marvel studios does best people i loved both of these in credit scenes and it was worth staying to the end even though i was i admittedly i was dropped dead tired because i just came from the, the thundercat concert the other night and i had to immediately go to this my whole week was crazy i went to go see um my hero academia um the my hero academia movie again with uh one of our acmg members shout out to kiana the next day that concert and then the day after that it was going to see this movie on friday i was done but it was worth waiting for that because i was immediately excited about things to come i think that what they're going to do what marvel studios is going to do the same thing that they did for guardians of the galaxy i think they're going to do for the cosmic region because the cosmic region is a very popular region for for comic book fans but not for all fans and i think this will help people really get in to the cosmic region of the of the universe from that murder and especially where we got like the events of loki happening uh guardian guardians of the galaxy that's really kind of spearheaded the whole thing infinity war and in game and stuff like it they they've really been they did a 
great job planting the seeds to get to this point. And this is where the real, this is where business officially picks up with this movie. So I am excited. And then also on top of that, we got multiverse things happening, you know, around the world. So we're going to see what's going to happen in December when Spider-Man comes out, no way home. And, uh, see how that goes from there. But overall, like I said, in terms of uh enjoying enjoyment i actually did enjoy this movie um it wasn't like the best marvel movie i've seen um in all of them i but i wasn't bored either i was not bored at all of watching this like this could be considered like the thor or a, a thor level or black widow level uh type of enjoyment for me um a little bit above i would say a little bit above that because there were some great things in here but it, uh, there were no slow periods or anything it's just the continuity is you know it was a little bit not of my you know um my fandom base but it, nonetheless i absolutely enjoyed it i can watch it multiple times and pretty much enjoy what's going on and uh, i think if it's one of those things i feel like if i watch it more and more i may actually enjoy it as many more times that i will see it so i'm looking forward to when it finally uh comes on to disney plus and all the stuff and i'll be looking forward to watching it again much like shang chi which i really enjoyed and it's coming out i think next week i think this week this friday is coming out so i i can't wait to see that movie again but this one um this was good this was good this is a good start to things and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen from there but there's some big developments coming that has got me going and i am look i i could not be happy so in terms of a grade i think i'm gonna give this a solid b this was like really good um some really great moments some great cast um but didn't blow me out of the water like the other like other movies in the past did but it's a very strong solid marvel studios movie i could give it that so i give it a b so you know go out of your way check it out there is some things that's worth going to see about this movie so folks that will do it for this edition of talk time live thank you very much and continue to enjoy this show tumblr um looks like we're getting closer to everything being back in order uh after further research and and developments and seeing what the hell they're doing they are looking to redo the entire user interface of this uh website and there's going to be some new features i'm reading comments of everybody about these features a lot of people aren't happy but a lot of people are never usually happy about the first steps of any new process it, it's always a big headache whether you are the developers the people the administrators working in it or even just the fans as well it's, it always starts off as a big headache but they felt based on what they said they felt that it's going to be um it's a decade long run and it's time for them to advance it's time for them to you know give it a new coat of paint so the that's why a lot of people who are who are listening or had trouble you know um listening to the show for a, a short bit couldn't listen to the show and now you can only click on the permalink in order to listen to the show now on air which thank you tumblr for you know addressing that and fixing that at least so people can just click on it and listen to it and you know we got most of our people back but i think there are a lot of people are waiting also to um for them to put in a new system and and really check it out so uh hopefully this week it looks like we're getting closer maybe this week next week 
hopefully this week that we get to see this new user interface and everything will be back in order we'll be able to post the audio player on there that you guys listen to on air so uh you know i'm being patient i'm <laughs> being patient with this but it is what it is but um I, I respect it i definitely respect it but until then you can always have other options to check out this show of course talktimelive.com you can check out all of the podcast episodes there as well as video interviews and more and, and a lot of media and, and blogs and, and the content there as well you can also subscribe and download the show weekly on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher Podbean, TuneIn, audible pocket cast pandora and it's still tumblr just not in the way that you want so there's all those options and more. You just know one place, never one place that you uh, will be able to check it out. Thank goodness. So on that note, thank you guys so very much. Uh, next week, of course, uh, I believe Hawkeye. Does, no, Hawkeye doesn't come out next week. Something comes out next week, but I will definitely have something new to talk about and some new things developing. I, as I said before, in terms of select start, there may not be a episode. We'll stay tuned for that. But there may not be an episode next week because of the like i said the renovations that are happening in his office so i'll play it by air but guaranteed you will get a new episode within a week's span so uh stay tuned for that and much much more but for now that'll do it for me on behalf of myself this is dax xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out air have a great and safe week people Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.